0: Hello, welcome back to the Millennial Music Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Flood. I haven't slept well for like two days, and I finally slept well last night. Which means today I'm supposed to wake up, practice, and go to the gym. But while I was practicing, I couldn't, I just couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't practice because... I feel like I need to talk to you. I need to process some stuff. I need to talk about some things that have been going on. This has a very like dramatic sound to it. It's not negative at all. It's you know, it's, it's it's all good stuff, but sometimes you just need to get some stuff off your chest. And so that's what we're going to do today. And um let's talk about it. In the last podcast, I was just exuberant about the fact that I just need to increase my reach. And then just by increasing my reach alone, that will drive, you know, more traffic to me, more attention to my courses and all of that stuff. It doesn't really matter how I drive that traffic. I just need to get the traffic and then people will be more interested in my courses. And I took that podcast down. Uh, it might be back up. It, I might put it back up one day. But I took it down because I felt like it was a bit manic. I was so excited; uh, it sounded kind of I don't know. I feel like the energy was just too much. But you know, that's life—you have ups and downs, and maybe I should put it back up anyway. Let, what's 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 been going on? So, this is, I guess, my first major update of 2023. Yesterday I uploaded the final episode in a series called the Strandberg Experiment, which was, it was a thing where I played one type of guitar for hundred hours, 50 something days. And then I did, I did reviews every week on different things related to it. So it's like an eight part, seven part series. And then that concluded last night, you know, yesterday with a video that was one hour long, that was detailing everything that I know about the product. And it's only been up for, it's been up for less than 24 hours. So we really can't assume anything about that particular video. But if I were going to make a judgment right now, I think that I would say I learned the sweet spot for video length for my channel. I think. Again, I may come back on in a month and say, no, that made no sense what I was saying. So let's just, we're going to go out of order. I'm going to tell you about this first. And then afterward, I'll tell you about what's been going on this year, some other realizations and all of that stuff. But this is fresh on my mind. We'll get to this first. We'll move on afterward. With YouTube, there is this thing, right? Where there is a, there is a sweet spot for getting someone to view your video the issue is that everyone thinks that the sweet spot is the same for everything you know make an eight minute video because eight minutes is the sweet spot make a 12 minute video because 12 minutes is the sweet spot but that's not how it works with youtube there isn't one sweet spot for every single video and let me just give you a very obvious example of why that is the case If you are buying, and we'll just talk about, I'll I'll give a few different examples. So let's say you're buying a very expensive. It's it's an expensive car, but it's not a luxury car. So it's a high end car, but that a middle a middle class, a middle income person would buy. If someone who is you know in the middle of America, making an average salary is buying the top car for their salary bracket. They could, they can watch a review that's 40 minutes long or 30 minutes long because this is a very, very big buying decision. If you have a thing, if you have a video that let's just say you're preparing for some type of real estate license and it's like this video is going to be some type of study guide with testing examples and some things you can work on practice with that video can be an hour long because it's a whole study guide. People will come back to it repeatedly, all of that stuff. So the sweet spot for the study guide might be 50 minutes. The sweet spot for the car review might be 35 minutes. But for example, the other day I wanted to figure out how to do something on uh, final cut pro, my video editing software. I just need to figure out one quick shortcut The answer is literally can take you less than a second to answer command Z plus one, whatever. When I search that online, if I see a video that's 15 minutes long, I'm not clicking that. Why? Because I just want the very quick answer as quick as possible. So I see a video that's 30 seconds. Oh, that's probably the answer. Let me click on that one. So for something that quick, the sweet spot is 30 seconds. How to program your Comcast remote control. That sweet that sweet spot might be ninety seconds, but how to pass the real estate exam? That might be fifty minutes. And so, what I've been really thinking about lately is my sweet spot for my content for my channel, because in addition to the in addition to the topic mattering, it also matters who you are as a person. Right now my guitar playing is not at a spot where I can hold an audience for five mi- for a five minute video. Maybe my musicianship will never be that way. And that's totally fine. But my point is that for my guitar playing right now, I can't hold the audience for five minutes straight on YouTube. There are guitars who can hold your attention for seven minutes straight on YouTube with just their guitar playing. I do know, however, that I have a good ability to hold people's attention when I'm speaking. And so if if I'm talking to you about a guitar, I can hold your attention for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Whereas other guitar reviewers, they can only hold your attention for five minutes because they want to hear you. Because, you know, for some people, they want to hear you play and your playing is what keeps them going. For me, it's my speaking for the most part. So I'm trying to find that sweet spot, but there's multiple sweet spots. There's the sweet spot of the total video length. There's the sweet spot of how much talking versus how much guitar playing. And that's, that's really the tricky balance for me right now. And this is for a few different reasons. At the end of the day, I have to keep the person on the YouTube video, assuming they click the YouTube video. We'll get to clicking in a second because clicking is even more important, but I have to hold them on the YouTube video. I have learned that for me, talking is the best way to do that, but I also have to add in some guitar playing because it's a guitar review. And I also have to figure out a way to encourage you about my courses because none of this can happen if I don't sell any courses. And striking that balance is really, really difficult. And so what I've basically been doing is doing these different tests, almost like guessing and checking and seeing what's working. And the complicated factor also in this is that it's easy to get sidetracked with YouTube because as you see a video doing really well on YouTube, that's exciting. You think you're going in the right direction your audience is growing and even the money you make from YouTube itself is growing but that money will never be enough for most people, almost everyone, that'll never be enough and you get sidetracked. So I want to say that I'm not sure for how long but for several, maybe since 2023. It might have been all year. It might have been the last two months. I've been sidetracked right now it's mid-february so since january i've been following the youtube growth so closely and trying to guess and check my way on the youtube thing and the retention and all of that stuff Mm. thumbnails that i've forgotten that the youtube guitar reviews are just a business it's just marketing it's a driver for my main goal to be a guitar teacher I'm treating the YouTube like I'm a guitar reviewer instead of like a guitar teacher who does guitar reviews. That's a subtle difference, but it's really important because if I'm a guitar reviewer, who cares about my courses? If I'm a guitar teacher who happens to do good guitar reviews, hopefully a few people go, "Oh, let me also care about his teaching." But what I've been finding is that As I've been getting deep into improving on YouTube, I've been improving only in the guitar reviewing aspect and not in the guitar teaching aspect or even presenting you by teaching aspect. And the data is showing me that because the series that I did, although I've been doing increasingly better, although things have been getting a lot better with this series and my views have gone up, I have... I have, you know, let's just, I'm going to bring up the series right now and we'll look at some of the stats from it together because this is important. So if I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the series, I have one video in a series that has 70, 79,000 views, a different video, 27,000, another one, 11,000, 9,000, 50,000. 96,000, 3,000, 2,500. And so you can hear that these are quite good. These are very good. And you would think that with that many views, I would be driving traffic to my courses, but that's not the case. In fact, even the traffic to my email list has slowed down pretty significantly, I would say. The free courses are not getting downloaded nearly as much either. And so I just it just hit me that, oh, yeah, I have to also show that I can play guitar and all of teach guitar and all that stuff. But, you know, there's so many moving parts that you just get so caught up in one thing and you kind of forget just like I did in this conversation, I was talking to you about uh, the perfect video length and all of that stuff. So we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll continue to talk about this first. And then we'll get back to that. My point is that I have to, I have to hone in on that perfect balance of showing you that I'm a guitar teacher in addition to a guitar player, in addition to a guitar reviewer, I should say I'm a guitar teacher who happens to do reviews not a product reviewer who happens to play guitar. That's a very important dis- uh, distinction. And to my credit, you know, I, I'm talking about this as if I haven't tried to market my courses. I've been, I've tried. I haven't just completely ignored the idea of marketing my courses. So for example... In every video, in most of these videos, I've also had little segments where I show different guitar stuff and I say, oh, this is what this is. If you're interested, check out the courses. I always mention my courses. I always link them. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being completely negligent on the marketing front. But the energy that I'm putting into the video itself and the thought process and the creation and the thumbnail, I'm not putting that same energy into thinking about how to market the video. How to market the good courses? I'm not sure if I even could because how much energy could you put into everything? There's only so much energy to be put into stuff, and you can only put it so many places at once. So, I I think that I need to. I have to really. I can't. I don't know. I don't think it's enough for me to just grow a huge audience, and then the audience will find my courses. I don't know. Maybe that's enough. I really don't know. It could be that this is just a little slump, but let me just summarize this idea and why I'm saying I don't know because I'm talking in circles. At one point, I thought, as long as I'm advertising my courses just a little bit, if I get a big enough audience then the rest will take care of itself. But as I'm growing my audience right now, I'm noticing that the same percentage of people who are signing up for my email list and all of that stuff is is decreasing as my audience gets bigger. Is that normal? I'm not sure. But it tells me that I have to really go back and rethink how I'm mentioning stuff. Case in point, I haven't been mentioning my email list anymore. I haven't been mentioning my free courses anymore. I've switched to just mentioning the courses in the video, the, sh- the video, but I haven't said, Hey, you know, I have this free course on this topic. I haven't said, Hey, I have an email list. So maybe I need to actually say those things instead of just showing it with an with a overlay. So I think I'll try to end the next video and then we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But I guess this is actually a good transition because that's one sweet spot. There's so many sweet spots. There's the sweet spot up for me of how much talking, how much guitar playing, how much marketing my courses. So there's one sweet spot, one sweet spot I need to really figure out. I need to figure out that Goldilocks zone. Then there's the next sweet spot of How long the video needs to actually be, which is what we started talking about at first. I made the final review an hour long because I wanted to really push. I wanted to really push and see what is the breaking point. 10 minute video. Great. Does well. 14 minute video. Does even better. 18-minute video does even better. 20-minute video does great. 25-minute video, 27, amazing, does well. What about an hour, though? Let's see, what is an hour going to do? So now I have videos that are 40 minutes long, 10 minutes, 30, 25, 15, 10, and one hour and I can I think I can from this data when the retention graph comes in for the newest video, I can really look and see like what are the things that are keeping people watching? What do they care about? What's too long, what's too short. And this is the, also the this is also the thing. When you see an hour long video, you either are going to be excited and watch it or you're going to say, I'm not gonna even, I'm not even going to try it because it's too long. That That's the other thing about the video length is that you don't know what the audience is really going to like be interested in. So like if you see an eight minute video you might click it on a whim because you're like eh whatever I'll give it a try if it's a turn it off halfway through fine. But if you're going to click an hour long video you have to be kind of committed like oh I really want to If I click this, I'm going to have to sit down for an hour potentially. Almost like an impulse buy. It's easy to get someone to impulse buy something for $3. But for $3,000, it's like, uh, I have to do my research and sit down and decide if I'm going to buy this thing for $3,000. So I'm happy I did the video because now I have the data. So far, it's not doing as well as some of my other videos. At the same time, however... We might just find out that when it comes to these super long videos, that they're better over time. It might just be that the 15 minute video gets a thousand views in the first month, but the one hour video gets 200,000 views in six months. That might be the case. I don't know yet. It's only been up for less than a day. So, With this one series done, I have a lot of data. I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of information. I have hundreds and thousands of comments. I have retention graphs. I have spikes and dips to see what people liked, what they didn't like when they clicked away, when they like, I have all of that information. And I think, I think with that information, I can really hone in on my perfect YouTube format. But remember, and I'm saying this to myself, that's just one aspect of it. And the other super important aspect of it is making sure that the courses are actually selling. Or at least that people are coming to the email list. Because if no one's even coming to the email list, how is the course going to sell? So I have to also make sure that that sweet spot is also being hit. So that's what's going on in the last day or so but there's also something else that's been going on and I don't know how detailed I want to get with this but I guess I'll just talk and we'll see 2023 I came into 2023 it's I'll tell you again it's it's February 17th 18th something like that I came into 2023 with this plan and this energy and all of that stuff and I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and I haven't I haven't executed all my life apart from making YouTube videos. And it wasn't until last week that I finally said, oh my God, it's been a month and a half and I've just been, you know. It's really cheesy, but I often think of that song, Stop This Train and the lyrics from it. I don't remember the lyrics, but I remember the, the gist of it. And it's basically like, you know, Life is just moving so fast. I wanted I want things to slow down, but I like I am in no control of how fast it's moving. That's kind of what a lot of this feels like. Like the days become shorter and shorter, and before you know it, you've been in a a, a routine, a habit, a uh, something, a trajectory that you haven't been able to slow down or stop because it's just you know, it just pushes you forward. People talk about this a lot on YouTube, but it's, it's, it's really true. Like you get into this zone of just perpetual motion on YouTube and you don't get a moment to stop and think like, what, what's actually happening? What am I doing? What is this? Is this the right direction? And While that was happening for me so far in 2023, I was just I wasn't focusing on my diet, I wasn't exercising enough, and I'm just like I I I said I wasn't gonna do this again. And so last week I took back control, and that's been going well to some degree. So that's good, but I also realized I need to stop for a second and just I need some space to reflect. Uh, Like I'm looking down right now and there's just wires everywhere on the floor and on the desk, guitar wires and the USB cables and microphone wires and chargers and light bulb wires and led overhead. lamps It's just, and there's screwdrivers and rackets and Allen wrenches and pliers, water bottles that are finished halfway finished tape. It's just a mess. It's a mess. And it looks like this because it's like, you're just, it, it's like you're just duct taping your ship. And you're just like, I just need to just get through this damn ocean to get to the other side of land. So you're just doing anything you can to just keep the ship floating long enough to get to the location. Except the, except in this case, there is no actual location. Imagine you were duct taping your ship. I just need to get to shore only to, only to realize that you're not even sure if there is a shore to get to. And that's kind of what this is like. I just need to get to what? When am I going to stop and look at this stuff? When am I going to stop and clean this room? It's symbolic in a way. When am I going to stop and reflect and figure out the right direction? And so I decided that I'm going to just take a week off. It's just so happens that next Friday is my birthday turning 31. Still broke. But I decided that I'm going to take a week off from work. My, you know, my actual job isn't the most difficult thing in the world, but like I, sometimes you just need even more space. So next week I'm really going to just clean up literally clean up metaphorically clean up symbolically clean up take a breath reassess my direction and my plans and all of that stuff also going to batch content and a bunch of things so that I can knock those all out and have them scheduled to go but I really need to just take a moment to just look at what's happening and calculate what's happening next and try to plan what's happening next. And it may not seem, I, I know as I say these things, it doesn't really seem like much. It doesn't seem like that. This is enough things to make you be so hectic and frantic, but here's one example. The links At the bottom of my YouTube videos, that link to my podcast, not this podcast, my other podcasts And someone sent me a comment saying, oh, the link is broken. And I've just been copying and pasting that link on all of my videos. So on my to-do list is to fix that video link. Now, I might be able to just batch edit all of the links at once, but I don't know how to do that. So I have to sit down and figure out how to do that. But all of those little things. I have I finally got my P.O. box last week. It took me two months to get the P.O. box because I had to get a voter registration card, a whole thing. And now the address, and now I got the P.O. box, but I don't know the address because I mean it's probably just the post office plus the P.O. box number, but I want to triple check before I post that address. So I have to go back to the post office and just ask them, hey, this is how the address thing works, right? Yeah. But again, it's not a big deal. It's around the corner, but that's another thing. I have all of these guitars that are not selling, so I have to, you know, look at the market, reassess the prices, see if I can actually not worry, and it's another thing, I have to, I have this camera lens I have to return, Then I have these two cameras and two other lenses that I need to sell and put for sale somewhere, I don't really sell camera equipment, so I don't know where's the best way to sell it, so I have to look into what's the best way to sell camera equipment, it's another thing, these are all simple things, you could think, okay, a couple hours, you can knock that out, but, there's so many little things and the little things just keep coming. You fix one little thing, five others arise. Case in point, the whole year started with me trying to get my camera situation figured out because my camera wasn't the quality wasn't the right for some reason. And I was like, you know what? I don't have time to try to figure out why this isn't working. So I just bought a new camera and then I had to try different lenses with that. And that's why I need to return one. I have, a, I have to set up my lighting again because it's, it's what I mean. It's just, it's just endless little things because there's so many tiny moving parts. So just trying to address the moving parts while keeping the ship afloat of YouTube is just, man. And then there's also the other things that the fact that, you know, there's no sponsors and all of that stuff and You have to look into that. There's no one to just help you figure that stuff out, which means you have to research it yourself, and that takes a lot of time. Since I'm doing product reviews, I also need to research the newest products that are going to be coming out and all of that stuff. Not to mention you have to shower, get your hair done. (laughs) All of the normal human stuff. Not to mention I'm trying to eat healthy and go to the gym. It's just... There's just so many little things. I feel like now I'm just ranting about all the little things without actually sticking to the point of the podcast. So next week, the week off, I have several plans. I think one of the first things I need to do is... I need to just sit down and do all of the little things. Clean up. Sell these things I need to sell. Fix the de- Fix the links. Get my hair done. It's, I need to do all of those little things. So maybe we'll just have a day. Maybe I'll just have a day where I find... You know, a new podcast that has a, you know, at least 20 episodes and just put that whole thing on and just listen to it while I do all these little things in one day. We'll see. I need to reassess my own guitar playing and practicing and I need to really scheme on how to release guitar videos of me playing because that's really important. To you know, show people that I'm, I'm actually a guitarist by my courses. So I need to do that as well. I need to batch record some of these things that I want to batch record. I mean, I have a, I have a whole to-do list, obviously. And I don't know. I was looking at a video yesterday on YouTube. I'm, I'm constantly looking at different videos for improvement and all of that stuff. And I came across a video where someone was talking about when his channel blew up, how he went from like 4,000 subscribers to 50,000 or five to five, five to 50,000 in like 20 days and how all of a sudden the revenue changed. All of a sudden the sponsorships came in, all of a sudden the email list exploded And that tells me that, you know, I don't know. Maybe should I just be waiting until I should I just be waiting for them to come to me, is what I'm thinking. Should I be waiting for the sponsors to come to me? Should I be going to them? I don't know. Should I be trying to force the email list and grow it, or should I just wait till it comes to me? I don't know. Something about being passive is just not, doesn't seem right to me for my particular brain which is why I'm constantly trying to refine things but I guess that video gave me a little bit of hope that I'm doing the right thing and that I just need to be a bit more patient and that it'll all take care of itself eventually also next week I need to relax a little bit I'm saying that but I know myself I'm not going to relax I might be the only person who takes off from work so that he can do more work then again, that's growing up. That's what my mom used to do occasionally, too. It's like, oh, I need to take off from work because I need to clean the house. It was never, I need to take off from work to go on vacation. Never. Still never is for her. I'm rambling at this point, but let's conclude. The positives I have this data. This series of videos is like a portfolio that I can show people. Look, I did this series on Strandberg. Look at the numbers, look at the comments, look at the quality. I can do this for you. I have videos of every length so I can add. So I have enough things to analyze. Last week, I already took back my life in terms of my diet and exercise. So that's going well. My sleep is going well. So, You know, that's, I've done, I've already started the process of getting back on track, which is good. And I think that nice break next week where I have the space to really just do what I need to do, I think that's going to be really important. If you're hearing these big clicks in the background, those are the pipes next to me, because I'm in the basement, next to the boiler room. And so, that's what we have to deal with. Sometimes, I don't know. I guess I can just sit here and keep rambling if I want to. Because I feel like I told you everything. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like I got this off my chest yet. I'm doing the right things. And any path to success is going to be fumbling uphill, hopefully. As long as you're falling uphill, I feel like you're on the right path in life. Falling downhill is obviously not what you want to be doing, but I feel like no one just sprints uphill, or at least sprinting uphill is not the average thing. The average thing is jogging uphill, falling, rolling back down, hitting a rock, getting back up, running back up, falling again, but going uphill is important, and that's what I've been doing. I've been falling less and less as as I've been going, which is good. So I guess I should give myself a little bit of credit this whole series that I planned. I saw, I saw it through start to finish and it's doing really well. I should give myself credit for that. I don't think I've never seen it done on YouTube like this. I didn't just take a YouTube idea and copy it from someone else. This is all my idea, my creation and it. It's very successful. That that was my vision. That was my effort. That was that was me. That was no one else. No one gave me the idea. No one helped me. That was all me. So Um, I was also thinking about before that it would be nice if I had some help. And when I looked back, I thought to myself for a second, like, well, what could I get help with? You couldn't help me with making my videos. Not yet. Right now, that's still my baby. I don't want help with that yet. You couldn't help me figure out my topics. You couldn't help me write my scripts. So, it's like, what could I actually get help in? I guess pay someone to clean my office. (laughs) That would be helpful. Someone will help me meal prep, but can someone go to the gym for me? That would be helpful. Okay, now I really am rambling too much now. I'm not really conveying any more information. That's the update. I feel like I'm getting closer. Things are going well, but it's, I'm at another point, another junction where I need to stop, breathe, assess, and then continue to move forward. And after I do that, I'll have an update for you.